While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. In the early 1800s, Habersham County included an area now known as Duke's Creek. Duke's Creek is a short eight-mile creek that starts about two miles west of Helen. This is now White County. The Duke's Creek Falls are inside the Chattahoochee National Forest, about a mile's walk into the woods. According to a preliminary report on a part of the gold deposits of Georgia, published in 1896 by the Geological Survey of Georgia, Duke's Creek was the site of the first discovery of gold in Georgia, beating Dahlonega in Lumpkin County by a few months. In 1828, a man listed as a black servant was walking through the area and noticed that the soil looked like the dirt around a gold mine he had seen in North Carolina. He did some searching and found a mass containing three ounces of gold, or a three-ounce mass containing an unknown quantity of gold. Either way, the survey specifically mentions that the discovery predated the better-known discovery of gold in Dahlonega and claims that a publication there were still living witnesses who would attest that that gold was first found in Habersham County. This is Moving Through Georgia, Episode 2, Gold in Loudsville. Other stories would claim that a man named Benjamin Parks tripped over a gold nugget while deer hunting in Lumpkin County, or that Jesse Hogan from North Carolina happened upon a gold nugget near Dahlonega. Many of the sources I read tell different versions of these same basic three stories, and even this one I just told you may be entirely made up from those three elements. However, the writer of State Bulletin 4A did attest that witnesses to his story could still be found as late as 1896. It's possible that the first shout of gold in Georgia could have rung out in Habersham County, land that, of course, did become White County after its founding in 1857. The Duke's Creek area became a full-fledged mining concern called Loudsville. Sometimes when moving through history, we encounter a larger-than-life figure with an interesting story whose interest or influence guides the entire narrative of an area. We have two of these characters here, John and Philologus Loud, father and son. John would be a founder of organized industrial mining in the area, and his son Philologus would eventually follow in his father's footsteps and search for gold in the area, just underwater. Philologus Loud was born in 1824 in Philadelphia. By the way, Philologus means lover of the word, or could possibly be interpreted as meaning fond of learning. He was known as Philo, Phi, and Philologus in different publications. It's a great name to consider if any of you listeners are expecting a child. It would definitely be a unique name. His father, John, was a partner at the Loud Brothers Piano Company, makers of apparently excellent pianos. 
Surviving pianos from the Loud Brothers and various Loud relatives are considered highly sought-after museum pieces in Pennsylvania and New York. At about four years old, Philologus's mother died, and word came to Philadelphia about gold to be found in the earth in Georgia. He and his brother were placed in the care of a family member while their father traveled south to explore and search for gold. And he actually did find some gold in the Dukes Creek area, leading to the local environments in John's claim being named Loudsville, a name that the area retains to some degree today. At one point, a 60-foot shaft had been dug to follow a golden quartz vein, and several pounds of gold had been removed. However, when the diggings began to fill with water, it became unfeasible to follow the vein, and the flow of gold from the region diminished enough to make the venture a waste of time. John Loud sold his property in the area and returned to Philadelphia in the early 1830s. The Loud family had connections in both the North and the South, and Philologus spent his youth partly in Philadelphia and partly in Savannah. Records also show him buying land in Florida in 1848. He would have been about 24 at the time. At the outbreak of the Civil War, Philologus sided with his mother's side of the family in the South and traveled from New York to join the Confederate Army. He would serve as a captain at several battles, but in 1863 he would leave the army due to a medical condition. After the war, he tried his best to support his family through various businesses, often moving to chase new opportunities. In 1872, he formed the Georgia Gold Mining Company and returned to where his father had dug for gold. He had an idea. If the water would keep men from digging for gold, he would just look for gold in the water. The plan was to use a diving belt to search the riverbed for gold, basically an iron box with an open bottom that would be lowered into the water from a boat. The air pressure and a steady influx of air pumped into the chamber would keep the water out and allow workers inside the belt to access the riverbed through the open bottom. Their plan was to search the Chestatee River. It isn't as crazy an idea as it sounds. The same plan had been attempted earlier in the same area at about 1833. Diving bells were also used in California to retrieve gold from the bottoms of rivers. A specialized boat was built to carry the diving bell and eventually lower it to the riverbed where the passengers would be able to gather gold through the open bottom of the bell. It seems like a good idea, but at the time the economy was in shambles from the economic panic of 1873 and the slightest misfortune could ruin the entire enterprise. And that's exactly what happened. Before the diving bell could really be put into use for gold hunting, According to an 1876 Dahlonega newspaper, Philologus, now referred to as Colonel Loud, left the riverbank to visit some family. His two sons were left behind to care for the boat, and they didn't. In fact, they both went off to visit friends in the area and left the boat alone. When they returned, the boat had begun to sink. There are different theories as to why the boat sank, from a strike by debris in the river to sabotage, but whatever the cause was, the boat was a total loss. The company and the family would never recover from the loss. 
Philologus Loud never gave up. He worked in various business ventures, he was principal of a high school, and even dabbled a little more in gold mining until his death in 1905. The diving bell sat at the bottom of the Chestati River and was a well-known landmark, and you can see photographs of people posing on the riverbank with a long vertical tube behind them. People thought it was the smokestack from the sunken boat. The bell was eventually pulled from the water, where it was visited by souvenir hunters who removed any parts of it that could be removed. It's been restored and in 2012 was given a permanent display area in Hancock Park in Dahlonega. When I write these podcast scripts, my research tends to spread out like the tributaries of a river. It's tempting to choose a branch that leads from the main body of the river and follow its various divisions and meanderings, but you can't tell a meaningful focused story like that. I do have two more quick stories, however, that relate to Loudsville. But first, I want to remind you that Moving Through Georgia is a history podcast based mostly on Northeast Georgia. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving us a good review and please consider telling your friends. Also, if you want to contribute, I would love to hear a ghost story, a good Dahlonega or a good Banks County ghost story. Consider writing down your ghost story and sending it to me at movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. That's movingthroughgeorgia, all one word, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. And about when Halloween comes, I would love to share some of these stories with our listeners. Loudsville Methodist Church started holding week-long camp meetings in the 1830s. People came from miles around to pitch tents and listen to the revival preachers. The camp meeting became such an institution that the tents were eventually replaced with wooden structures which surround a more permanent structure for the meetings. The structures are still used for camp meeting today and are sometimes utilized as vacation retreats. They're in a field across the road from the main church and cemetery and if you ever go to that area you can't miss it. We started by talking about gold in Habersham County. The mine in Dahlonega is probably the best known in the area, but the Geological Survey does mention a few which are currently within the borders of Habersham County. One is the Laprade Placer Mine at the foot of Tallulah Mountain, a mine that had been pretty much played out by the time the report was published in 1848. The Nichols Placer Mine was located in a stream near Hollywood, Georgia and stories are still told of Piedmont College students panning for gold underneath the walkway where the stream flows past the Performing Arts Center. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not even saying you're allowed to do it. I'm just saying college is expensive. That's all.